Hi, I'm Eva Hartling. Welcome to a special edition of the Brand is Female podcast. This week, we're doing things a little differently in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. I've been asking women whose advice I trust to share their views and tips for listeners on how to deal with the situation we're currently facing. This podcast features Stephanie Kirsta, psychotherapist, mindfulness expert, and co-founder of Home, Toronto's favorite meditation studio. Before we get to our conversation, I want to thank our sponsors. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. TD helps women entrepreneurs achieve success and growth through its program of educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. Stephanie Kirsta is the co-founder of Home, which is my favorite meditation studio in downtown Toronto. Stephanie is a registered psychotherapist who holds a master's in psychology. She pursued additional certifications, including post-grad studies in addictions and mental health counseling, and she has incorporated additional evidence-based holistic practices to her training, and she's now certified in applied mindfulness meditation, stress reduction, cognitive therapy, and mindful eating. Steph opened the meditation studio home with her business partner, Carolyn Plater, a little over a year ago. In the current time that is triggering a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety for pretty much everyone I know, I have asked Steph to share some guidance and a few tips. We also chatted about how her business is adapting to the situation. Here is our conversation. Thank you so much for for having me on. I think it, like you, you said at best, we're going into a big time of kind of uncertainty. There's a lot of underlying panic. There's a lot of anxiety. Um, and, you know, I'm not immune to that either. I think right now there is there is a lot of kind of mass hysteria and panic and and it is concerning on multiple levels for for everyone. Um, I've been okay. It's been it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a good week. It's um, you know really when we I think Thursday was was a tipping point for for us here in Toronto and um, we hadn't really seen much in terms of you know really just in terms of cancellations regarding um, the coronavirus or really any kind of decreases in 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 attendance and classes in the studio, um, you know, little snippets of conversation here and there in my clinical practice, but not so much. But then come Thursday, I think it was a, it was a big, there was a big shift. And I think we've started to just see this collective anxiety and this collective panic. And, and absolutely, I think everywhere we, t- we turn, we're seeing it. So there really is no escaping coronavirus and, and just kind of the news around this virus. So it's been, it's been a very interesting week. <laughs> We were just chatting uh, before starting the interview and, you know, I think one of the questions um, on the table for business owners is do we, you know, do we close our retail spaces? Do we close our operations? Um, You operate a meditation and wellness studio, which is very important, you know, these days, the services you offer are very critical to a lot of people's mental health. Um, How have you been approaching that? Yeah, we've been um, we've been really struggling with uh, with just kind of our decisions, and you know, we are mental health clinicians. So myself and my co-founder Carolyn are mental health clinicians. We really mm-hmm. created Home because of 
mental health because of when we worked in hospital, when we worked in frontline healthcare, when we worked when we worked in private practice, we started to see this, you know, the impacts of stress, the impacts of anxiety, the impacts of just kind of our lifestyle and external factors on our overall mental health. And so home really was created to be the antidote to kind of the chaos in the world. And so, you know, while I can I really appreciate it and I think it's it's very important for us to kind of manage this this curve that we, we keep talking about in the media, like flattening the curve, we also mm-hmm. struggle with the fact that we, we see ourselves as a mental health service more than anything else because there is a lot of panic. There is a lot of fear. And really, when we talk about being the calm and the chaos, now's the time where we feel that people need to be leaning into their practice more, that people need to be leaning into meditation more, leaning into self-care practices. And so yeah. we feel that it's almost counterintuitive to our mission to to close right now. So it's it's definitely a struggle right now to kind of determine what's what's the path. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, speaking about, uh, you talk about the practices that, you know, we should be uh, implementing right now. Um, I want to get your top advice for, you know, I think all of us are feeling a certain degree of anxiety, fear. There's health related worries, but there's uh, worries about, you know, the, the impact on the economy. And there's people worried about their jobs and, you know, how much money they're going to lose. Um, and for some people, it's paying rent next month. Um, and we all panic for different reasons. So what are some of the ways you would recommend dealing with those feelings of anxiety that are coming up during this time? I think first and foremost, there's a couple of things that I would recommend. I think first and foremost, the owner of a meditation studio, this might not be a surprise, but breathe. I think, you know, mm-hmm. what happens when we start mm-hmm. to feel anxious when we start to feel stressed and really when we start to feel threatened and this really is an external threat to many of us we start to breathe really shallow we breathe kind of into mm-hmm. the first third of our lungs which then activates that flight or fight mechanism it it puts us into the place where we feel like we either have to you know run away from the external threat or fight the external threat because we're starting to breathe a little bit more shallow and that's when things can really kind of waterfall and and compound and things start to feel like worse and worse. And so number mm-hmm. one, I would recommend breathing deeply, taking some deep breaths throughout your day when you're starting to find yourself getting worked up when you start and what I use in my clinical practice, I always say when you start to feel yourself go down that spiral, right, that's those spiral of yeah. thoughts that make us feel really bad, start to t- like take a deep breath. We know that deep breathing works faster for the treatment of a panic attack than the fastest acting anti-anxiety medication on the market. And so deep breathing really, it sounds so counterintuitive. You're like, oh, you're telling me to breathe, whatever. That doesn't help. But it really does help us to manage the panic and that just that collective uneasiness that's in the air that makes us kind of feel more panicked. It really Mm -hmm. can be an antidote to that. So I'd say some deep breathing is really, really important to Um, to Mm -hmm. kind of manage through our days right now. Um, I would also recommend, I think, managing kind of the amount of media that you're consuming. So absolutely, I think we need to be informed. We we absolutely need to be informed. Um, I think it's very important for us to be informed. But I would recommend, you know, 
evidence-based, looking at evidence-based news sources. So I think looking at, you know, public health, the Center for Disease Control, the World Health Organization, um, I think it's important for us to be able to get our, our news in a timely manner. But what we see now is that with with this virus of sorts that there's there's so much out there and it's kind of constantly you know we're in a very unique position where we have the news kind of in our pocket with our phones it's constantly coming at us and sometimes this constant barrage of information can be counterintuitive especially for people who might be struggling with anxiety around this so i think absolutely you need we need to be informed, right? We need to be looking at the news, but I think managing how much you're consuming and the sources that you are consuming, making sure that you are only kind of following the evidence-based news sources because that's those are the authorities and that's who we should be listening to. Yeah, and I think it's also, I totally agree with that point. I catch myself spending way too much time, uh, you know, we have the the news app on on Apple now, and it sends you alerts, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I'm I end up spending way too much time on the phone, but and it's social media too because there's obviously a ton of information being shared on social. Some of it very valuable, and I think there's a lot of great accounts who are kind of you know sharing tips similar to what you're talking about and kind of helping put things in perspective. A dose of humor can help, but there's also a lot of anxiety. There's also a lot of very panicked messages and false information being spread. Yeah. So this might be a good time for a digital detox of sorts, maybe? Absolutely. I think so. I think I think what we see, too, is that there's so much mixed messaging um, out there. And I think that can also lead to the fact that you know, like you said before, there's there's false information out there. There's, you know, there's the evidence-based information out there, which we should be listening to. But I yeah. also feel that because we're seeing so much mixed information, people feel that they don't know what to do. And that's where you can feel that spiral. Um, yeah. I also think right now, because there is this kind of collective, you know, desire, need, or kind of we feel that we should be, and I think it's been told to us too, that we need to be staying home more. I think now's the time where because you're going to be home, what can we be doing to be useful with our time? So we're not just kind Mm -hmm. of glued to the television or glued to our phones and feeling just feeling helpless and kind of stuck in our home. What are things that we could be doing with our time that Mm -hmm. can help manage some of this uneasiness and some of this anxiety? So that's when I would say, you know, how can we lean into some of our self-care practices? And I don't love the term self-care, but, you know, those practices that help yeah. us manage our our stress and our anxiety. So, you know, yeah. if you aren't meditating regularly, I think meditation, again, no surprise, but meditation, now's the time. This is, this yeah. is really when we talk about when we should be using our practice. Now's the time. Now's We're the time. here. Yeah. Um, and it's also, you- it's a great time to start because a lot of people are going to be home for the next week or two. And we might find ourselves with a little bit more free time on our hands, which let's be honest, it never happens. <laughs> so this could be a great time for somebody who's a beginner to start exploring meditation practices, right? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. I think people who've never meditated before, like you said, we have the time and this never happens. And so download the app, you know, 
put on a meditation recording, even just, Mm -hmm. I always like to say, how can you be mindful as you go through your day? So can you take your meal, especially for many people who are working at home? um, You know, most of us work, eat at our desks or, you know, eat with other people. But now that most people are working from home, can you eat your meal in silence with no distractions? So can you have a mindful approach to eating your meal? Um, Mm -hmm. One of the benefits, like two of the main benefits of meditation, not like besides anxiety and kind of the panic and the stress that we're feeling is that we know that there was a groundbreaking study that came out in 2012 that meditation has been shown to boost our immunity. So now's the time that we need it to boost our immunity, but also more so mindfulness can also help us or meditation can also help us with being more empathetic and being more compassionate. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's really important right now. I think there's a, we were talking earlier, there's, there's, some scary news that's coming out there and people are going into this, you know, this survival of the fittest. And and I think now's the time where we should be, you know, looking at ways that we can help other people or, you know, practicing a loving kindness or like a meta compassionate meditation to, to send loving kindness to other people, or how can we be empathetic to our neighbors that may not have as much as us? Um, And how can we kind of work together as a community? So I think that's another benefit is why people should be, meditating a little bit more right now so and you bring up a very important point which is empathy and compassion and just generally being a good human being Mm -hmm. i think part of what's difficult now is you know we've been instructed to stay home anyone who's come back from a trip or um a lot of companies you know are just instructing people to work from home so and we know nowadays a lot of people live by themselves so there's going to be a lot of people feeling very isolated um, and then on top of that, there's what you're talking about, which, you know, we're seeing some humans react with what I would refer to as a scarcity mindset. Um, it's the people who are, you know, buying everything off the shelves or hoarding the toilet paper, all those horror stories we're hearing about. How can we be just a better human overall and also make sure that we're considerate to one another? especially if we're all stuck at home and we're not actually in a community environment at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think number one is remembering that, you know, as a collective society, we're better together, right? I think mm-hmm. recognizing that, you know, as 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 humans, we, we work, we're pack animals. And so if we're all working together for a kind of a collective good where it's, you know, the together is stronger than than the one person. So remembering that and it doesn't have to be this scarcity mindset. There's more than enough to go around. I think it's important for us to be mindful of the people who maybe don't have um, as much as us or who are less fortunate than us. But I also think like, you know, understanding that it is important that we are flattening the curve. It is important that we are kind of staying home and and kind of managing some of the health crisis, but that doesn't mean that we have to completely isolate in terms of human connection. What I mean mm-hmm. by that is, you know, we talk about some of the dangers of, of our computers and being too on, on our phones too much, but now's the time. FaceTime's there for a reason. Skype's there for yeah, a reason. Yeah. Check Let's in use with, technology for the right things. Exactly, basically. exactly. Check in on other people. Um, check in on your friends, check in on elderly neighbors. You know, you don't, if you're worried about having any human contact, then 
you know, that's okay. You can, you can pick up the phone, you can call people, you can connect. Because what I worry about too with this isolation is that we already know that the World Health Organization came out and said loneliness is going to be an epidemic. And, Mm -hmm. and I think now we're starting, we're going to see the loneliness and, and oftentimes for many people with especially mental health challenges, sometimes that isolation and that loneliness can really invoke more fear and more anxiety. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. how are ways that we can still stay connected? Um, Maybe it doesn't have to be person to person, but maybe we can utilize technology for that. And then I also Mm -hmm. think, how can we, you know, channel some of our fear and our anxiety into good? So, you know, if you feel that you need to stock up on on produce or groceries or, you know, non-perishable foods, you know, can you buy a couple cans of something and donate them to a food bank? Because there's many people out there who don't, you know, there's people who can't really afford to to stock up for two weeks. So is there anything that we can do? Because, you know, we do know that altruism and selflessness actually has a mental health boost for us as well. So you're doing two good things, you know, kind of for the price of one. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Bank Group Women Entrepreneurs. Confidently building your business takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaboration-based approach. They work with both internal and external partners that can provide education, financing, mentoring, and community support. TD employees are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. They can facilitate and connect you through workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. Now, let's go back to my conversation with Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think that's really, really good advice. And I love what you bring up um, in terms of this, you know, crisis of um, loneliness that we're, we're, I think, already facing in part. It would be great if we also see this time and this experience of going through the, the pandemic and its repercussions as an opportunity to fix some of those things on the other side right if Mm -hmm. you know if after this we realize that we're we need to be more connected than ever and i'm talking about real human connection and i really care about each other that would be a really nice silver lining to this absolutely it would be so nice to see us come out of this because we are going to come out of this and i think it's important for us to see on the other side how can we kind of how can we better collective humanity how can we come out of this you know better and closer and you know maybe we maybe this is an opportunity for us to kind of mitigate some of that loneliness crisis or that loneliness epidemic and and just Mm -hmm. come out of this better together yeah something else i want to ask you on a more practical note because i know you also do work in uh, the field of mindful eating Mm -hmm. and um i were I, i wonder what would be you know what would be your tips in terms of, you know, great foods to be eating, how to approach meals? Um, again, a lot of people are cooped up at home. We have some time, you know, which is rare to cook some some meals that we can make ourselves. And um, what are some foods that you recommend? Maybe also keeping in mind that, you know, we might be wanting to boost our immune systems these days. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, so I think in terms of foods that we should be eating, what I love right now too is because you're home, now's the time to experiment. Now's the time to, you know, crack out the cookbook and, and maybe tackle mm-hmm. a recipe that you haven't done before. Um, and so I would look at, I, you know, if I were to say what some things that we should be looking into eating, definitely immune boosting foods are important. You know, it's not, I'm, Broccoli is not going to prevent this, right? Just you know, <laughs> immune boosting foods is not, they're not, they're not going to be the antidote, but anything we can do to support our immune system and our immune function yes. will, will just help us overall. It will help. Yeah. And, and the, the, benefit of that is that we're really starting to see emerging studies on you know what we eat like from like nutrition and also our mental health and that's my number Mm -hmm. one concern and so you know absolutely looking at some fresh produce absolutely looking at any anti-inflammatory foods or anti-inflammatory herbs um i also mindful of the fact that now's the time of fear. So, you know, comfort food is something that we really want. And oftentimes people will move to more comfort based foods, which generally tend to be more carb based foods for for the serotonin boost that we get. But you Mm -hmm. know, are there are there things that you can make while also making sure that we're staying healthy, because we're likely going to be moving less because we're stuck at home. But also, you know, we want to make sure that we are both mentally and physically well. So are there vegetables? vegetables that we can be putting in? Are there good sources of protein or, you know, plant-based protein? Beans are a really great cheap option right now that people can, you know, if you, if you're concerned about having food, you know, dried beans are a great option. Um, Frozen vegetables are a great option. And I think also just trying to, you know, just experiment and, you know, it's such a strange time because we have time at home, which none of us ever really have. So what can you do to make the best of kind of this really terrible situation that we're all in right now how can you make your time at home you know less fearful and and maybe more nourishing for you and maybe whoever else that you're living with yeah I think that's really good advice and then something else I know you're an expert on because we we (laughs) did a fantastic podcast just before the holidays um talking about sleep and I know in times of anxiety, sleep can be really challenging for a lot of people. Uh, Even I find myself staying up way too late because I'm reading the news, reading emails, answering, you know, all of my clients' questions. Um, We all know that getting a good night of sleep makes a world of difference for just feeling sane and balanced and grounded. So how are we approaching sleep? What, 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 What should we be doing these days? think all of our good sleep hygiene tips go back and listen to that episode but yeah more so, so just re-listen to the podcast basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> but more than anything else I think really number one right now you know I'd said realistically we can't be kind of you know looking away from from our phones before bed most of us don't do that but now's the time where you know can you for an hour before falling asleep is there yes you know can you kind of peel away from from news and emails and cancellations and and client inquiries it may not be you know it may not be accessible for many but i think anytime we read something that is anxiety provoking before bed we're already spiking ourselves and putting ourselves in a situation where it's going to be difficult to fall asleep um Mm -hmm. and i think probably leaning into a lot of those you know sleep hygiene tips and tricks so Gravity blankets are amazing. I think they're 
great mm. for what they, they just, they work. It's called deep pressure touch stimulation. And it's essentially what it does. It's kind of like a hug. It's like, it just works yeah. on your body. It just kind of brings down that overall stress and anxiety. I love magnesium before bed for sleep because it really does help to kind of mitigate some of that stress. Legs up the wall pose is a fantastic one. So, you know, okay. 10 to yeah. 15 minutes before bed, putting your legs up against the wall. If that's too much for you, you know, even just kind of piling up some cushions and putting them under your knees, as long as your knees are above your heart, you're kind of getting the benefits of the pose. And, and what that does is it activates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest system, which that signals to our body that it's time for bed. Um, mm -hmm. And then also the fact that we're home, right? So can you take a nice hot bath before bed? Can you make yourself a really nice herbal tea before bed? Um, I think leaning into some of those more nourishing practices right now before bed will be able to help. Um, mm -hmm. And then I would also just encourage before bed, some sort of journaling practice. And, and I always like a gratitude practice, especially yeah. right now. I think it feels, it feels ominous right now for a lot of people. And so mm -hmm. being able to bring it back to what are the things that I'm grateful for? And even just what are the things that I'm grateful for today? And, and the number one thing is why? So why are you grateful for these things? Because when we write right. down the why, that's when our body and our brain feels those emotions again. And that's a really right. good shift to be able to move from some of that fear and anxiety into a more restful sleep before bed. Right. And I think that journaling practice and gratitude um, practice is very important. And I think, as you're saying, a time like this is also the reason it brings up fears is it's, you know, it's forcing us to see what we struggle with, what our mental blocks are, and they're all being activated in a time mm -hmm. of panic and uncertainty. So I think you're absolutely right. Journaling can help us process through this. And, you know, I think it's a great time for growth. And absolutely. again, maybe on the other side of this will actually, you know, come up as better. Absolutely. Um, there was, oh yes, um, I know that you've worked, um, so a lot of your work has been done in you know clinical settings, in hospitals, um, you've worked side by side with healthcare workers. And I've actually been seeing a lot of messages on social from people who do work in the healthcare system right now. And I mean, there are heroes because they're really on the front line of you know what is happening, trying to contain uh, uh, this pandemic. Um, do you have any tips for anyone working in the healthcare uh, uh, system, which basically means they're not able to stay home, they have to go to work, and they are facing real health threats, and that it can be a very stressful uh, time for, for many of them? Mm -hmm. um, really, our healthcare workers, like you said it best, they're our heroes right now, right? They don't have, they're they're seeing the brunt of this. They don't have they don't have work from home protocols. They're not isolating, yeah. um, and so I think first and foremost, I'm going to say thank you to our healthcare workers because I think that truly, 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 they're they're going to be the ones that get us through this time, um, and and I think right you know, the most important thing for them right now is I think resiliency and, and I'm going to say it self-care, um, which yeah. may not be an easy thing at this time because we're going to be having yeah, people yeah. working, you know, 
triple, double, triple shifts. They're probably not going to have breaks. So, you know, they're not going to have a break to be able to go practice some, some beautiful self-care. So what are things that you can do on the fly? Um, mm. So, you know, what are things like, how can you take a couple really deep belly breaths? Well, you know, this is when you, I always say to people go back to basics when, when you can, when we're in a time of crisis, we always go back to basics. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, our breath, nutrition, Sleep is going to be hard for healthcare workers. So I'd say we may not be able to go back to kind of getting a good night's sleep, but trying to sleep when you can. Um, and then is there any movement that you can get? So can you go out? Can you take a quick five minute walk, five, 10 minute walk? Um, and I think also what's really important is recognizing that you're human. You're going to be seen lots. You're going to be kind of in the face of danger. And and I think for, for our healthcare workers, it's, you know, who can you talk to? about this who Mm -hmm. can you Mm -hmm. kind of debrief with because I think it's really important to recognize that they're going to be seeing stuff that maybe we as a collective society don't and so I think the importance of debriefing is really important and and what can we do to kind of manage some of the after effects of the stress because I think what we'll be seeing is you know you're kind of in the moment you're kind of an autopilot and then being able to kind of mitigate some of that and so yeah some some good self-practice and then some good kind of debriefing afterwards is what I would recommend. Mm, I love that. Um, before we uh, finish this conversation, any other thip- tips that you feel we haven't brought up? Anything else that you'd like to share? I think we've, I think we kind of covered it all. I think, you know, if I could reiterate anything, you know, as a mental health clinician and kind of what I'm telling clients is, go back to basics whenever, like I said earlier, whenever we're in a time of crisis, whenever someone's feeling overwhelmed, what can we go back to? And and I always go back to basics. So, you know, mm-hmm. how can we make sure that we're getting adequate sleep? How can we make sure that we're getting adequate nutrition? Um, and, and can we make sure that we're moving our bodies in some sort um, on a regular basis, like pretty daily I think if you can do a like even 10 minutes of some sort of movement it helps to burn off some of that adrenaline that's in our system that makes us feel really anxious um Mm -hmm. and then and take a deep breath because yeah we're gonna get through this (laughs) but it's just gonna be gonna be a tough couple hopefully just a couple weeks but it's gonna be yeah yeah we'll get through this and we're all we're all in it together and we'll get through it together and we have to remember that I think for sure for sure. Thank you so much for the great advice, Steph. Thank and you so much. And thank, thank you for all the work that you guys do through home. Um, and I know you work with clients privately as well. So thank you for your amazing support in these times that can be really tough for a lot of us. Huge thank you to Stephanie. I hope you also found this conversation helpful. Thank you to TD Bank Group, Women Entrepreneurs, further support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com slash podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you for listening and stay safe.